Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Dude, I'm getting my personality back. This is Flop Culture. listening to Flop Culture, a podcast all about our favourite flops and what's been happening in pop culture this week. My name is Sunula Jay, I'm your host. Hope you're well. I'm very excited to have you here. If you want to follow us on social media, it's at flopculture underscore pod. Very much appreciate a follow over there. Hope you enjoyed last week's episode with Elizabeth Renstrom on Celebrity Fragrance. Lots of uh, other memories coming up off the back of that episode. I was talking to Polly on the Patreon who reminded me of Black Star from Avril Lavigne. That, what a moment. What a moment in time. Let me just say, on the topic of the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash flop culture. If you want to join us over there, coming this week, we have an episode on the reality reckoning. And I'm kind of doing air quotes there. Uh, that's being headed up by former Real Housewife of New York, in general reality star, social media star, Bethany Frankel. Um, and also uh, there's a faction kind of happening within the Netflix reality stars, former Love is Blind stars, kind of pushing for unionization of reality stars and uh, better rights, better pay. But what are their specific motivations? I'm getting into it with Kiki Monique, who you might know better as the talk of shame on social media. An incredible pop culture commentator, has been following the Tom Girardi case very closely, if you're into that. Um, we talk about it, so that episode will be coming at some stage this week. And also we have the final episode of our pop culture series on Fleabag, season one. We're recapping the final two episodes of Fleabag with uh, my good Judy on Keane. It's a great episode. We're going to do season two next, obviously. And we're going to do it episode by episode as opposed to an episode on two episodes, if that makes sense. So come join us over there if you want some more content, you want to support the podcast. You can also get these episodes ad-free if you prefer. Um, but I think, I think that's enough plugging. Uh, I think it's time to get into the news. 
Taylor Swift, the Zodiac Killer. I think so, because she is taking... She's she's gone to new heights ahead of the 1999 re-release. She is obviously, uh, or has re-recorded all of her previous back catalogue after uh, she alleges her masters were bought out from under her. 1999 is the next record coming imminently. My record, girls. This is my record. I don't even want to talk about the person I'm going to become when it comes out. I'm going to be honest. That and reputation, but this one, it's going to be insufferable, I will say. But anyway, she's already started hard on the promo she's teamed up with google for a series of puzzles that will help fans unlock the titles of the 1989 vault tracks so the extra tracks that will come alongside the original track listing of 1989 so if you search taylor swift on google you might see an animation of a little vault you might have to do this a few times because i think initially it wasn't working and or some people weren't seeing things and google came out with a very funny haha tweet lol swifties the vault is jammed but don't worry there are no blank spaces inside we're in our fix it era and we'll be out of the woods soon i think we deserve climate change i'm gonna be honest um just based on that sentence but anyway you might see a little animation of a vault if you click on the vault you'll get a word puzzle it'll appear on your screen and these puzzles uh like like I don't fully understand it right but they seem to have hints they're not giving you the actual vault title tracks but they're giving you hints as to what they could be about so like you might get like words right so one of the words you got love another one is pop record another one is sheep with a hint attached to it that says impossible to reason with which seems to reference a since deleted Instagram post from 2015 like one of the Taylor Alison Swift, right? This is a direct appeal to you because I know you listen to flap culture. I just want to listen to the songs. I just want to listen to the songs. I don't have to do a saw puzzle to have a little bop. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to have to do Sudoku. I just want to dance. I just want to listen to Clean. I just want to hear Weinstein dress I can't wear anymore. Stop making me do fucking Project Mats and let me listen to the songs. I'm giving you enough money. No? Anyway... She's still at that anyway. Um, So there are 89 total puzzles, according to Google, and all of the vault titles will be released when everyone collectively solves 33 million puzzles. That's significant. Why? Taylor Swift, 33 years old. She's a thing for numerology. Never forget it. Um, So yeah, I think at the time of recording, we're at nearly 400k of the 33 million puzzles solved. It's probably even more, as I say the words, more puzzles have been solved. So just, maybe just ignore that sentence actually. It's not really relevant. One thing that I did find interesting, and I'm not sure how I feel about it, Flap Culture listeners, I need, I need to know your thoughts because I'm still unpacking it. So one of the puzzles answers um, is getting a lot of attention because it's the word Sagittarius. Ninth astrological sign People are taking it that it means Taylor is collaborating with none other than Nicki Minaj. What's her name, B.O.B.? So they're calling you Bob. It's happening, potentially. Why? Why do they think that? Great question. I'm about to answer it now. Taylor and Nicki, both Sagittariuses, born on December 13th and December 8th, respectively. Happy birthday. It's not December yet. I don't know why I said that. Sorry. Um, They also uh, collaborated previously at the VMAs. They had a little fight before, if anyone remembers that. 2015 VMAs. Had a fight before the VMAs and then they came out and performed together. They did the Night of Still Young. 
very iconic. If you are unfamiliar, look up that performance, but also look up Kanye West's reaction to the performance because his face when Taylor Swift like pops up onto the stage. It's pretty funny, girls. It's one for the books. At the most recent VMAs, obviously Taylor Swift won like a gajillion awards um, and Nicki Minaj hosted and Taylor shouted out Nikki at one point. She said, that's my favourite Sagittarius over there. And Nikki, absolutely delighted, grinning from ear to ear, Cheshire Cat, yada, yada, yada. The August 24th, Nikki's tweeting things. She's on the Twitter. She's on the X. I refuse to call it X. More on that next week. There's a hint for next week. Nikki tweeted, fighting the urge to say Sagittarius things right now, so bad. She's like, quote, tweeting uh, a tweet commemorating her and Swift as the only female artist in Billboard chart history to place over 100 entries on the hot 100. And she's also referenced like anti-hero before. My theory is that maybe we're getting a different version of Bad Blood and it's Nikki. And initially I was like, don't want it, hate it. Not a big fan of the song Bad Blood in general. Didn't think they needed Kendrick for that. At the time I was like partial slay and now in hindsight... I've never once reached to listen to that song, either the original or the Kendrick remix. I know the video was like Marvel Cinematic Universe and that's fascinating. I could do a whole episode on that in itself. And you know what? Maybe I will, as I said out loud. Maybe I will. That's my theory. I was talking about it with my friend Kean, and Kean was like, well, no, actually, maybe that would be interesting because previously Nikki collaborated with Katy Perry on the Taylor Swift diss track, Swish Swish. So to go from that... Then to be on Bad Blood, because Bad Blood was about Katy Perry. The circles are circling, you know what I mean? Venn diagrams. My brain hurts. There's a reason why I didn't go into maths, and I went into this, talking to myself. Um, or it could just be another vault track, you know what I mean? A vault track collaboration. But I don't know, like, what does that, what does that sound like? Do I want it? I don't know. I kind of feel like... I'm very interested in this new Nicki Minaj album and what it's actually going to be like because Bar- I know she's had a few kind of bangers but they've been, recent bangers I should say, but they've been collaborations with other people. They've been off the back of other people, I would argue. I think Nicki is like, has been like, actually not slightly, I think she's been in a flapper for a while, so I don't know. I don't know, but at the same time I think we get a very interesting verse from her, um, if that is the case. What do we think? Taylor and Nikki collab, are you for it, against it? Let me know. Flat culture underscore pod on social media. Speaking of Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift and Sophie Turner, they're meeting up. Taylor Swift, she had the opportunity to do the funniest thing ever and she did it. Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas uh, recently filed for divorce. A lot of speculation in the media about their relationship and media narratives. Joe seemed to be getting a lot out there. Allegedly, she's been keeping fairly stum. Sophie, bar the joint Instagram statement they put out together. Taylor Swift famously previously dated Joe Jonas. He broke up with her via voicemail. The song was perfectly fine. Is about Joe Jonas. Sophie, huge Taylor Swift fan. They kind of all seem to be friends during the marriage. Invisible String is maybe kind of about them or references their relationship about uh, sending them presents when their first child was born, Willa. And now, here we are for full circle once again. Taylor said, I'm going to call Sophie up. I'm going to call Sophie up. It's that Chris Jenner quote. It's, what if you just called Sophie up, go for dinner, get the paps out. Perfect. Perfect. I love it. Uh, so they went for dinner. They went to an Italian restaurant via Karata for dinner in New York City. And, but it got me thinking, right, because of how much this image has broken certain parts of the internet. 
maybe maybe it's just me actually I don't know maybe it's just me and my worms that live in my frontal lobe um it got me thinking this instead of her doing the 85 variations of vinyls Taylor Swift I mean and making a bajillion euro off all of them or the, the merch at the you know she has like the CDs and it's like there's one track on the CD and you can't get it anywhere else and there's only one CD and you have to beat each other to death for it instead of doing that I think she's missing an opportunity not providing a service in which you pay Taylor and she will step out with you right so you pay her like I don't know a million euro I pay her a million euro me and Keen have just broken up hopefully that never happens touch wood sorry Keen, if you're listening I'm obviously not I'm not manifesting that into existence Something happens, right? And I'm like, okay, how I need to get back to slaying as quickly as possible. How do I do that? I'm going to pay Taylor Swift a million euro. I'm going to revolute her right now. And she is going to go out with me on Grafton Street and we're going to be papped. And we're going to be in like the, the photo roundup on Gostadi or whatever, VIP. They're all going to have it. Stars step out to the opening of an envelope. It's me and Taylor. She's not there for the full thing. She doesn't even actually go to the event. It's just me and her stepping out to the event. And then she's like, bye. So you give the illusion that you're friends with Taylor Swift. You know what I mean? I think I saw something actually very similar to that for obviously the, the writers and the actor strike is currently ongoing. And there's a, an alliance that is auctioning off celebrity kind of encounters and stuff to raise money for uh, the struck writers who are currently out of work because of the strike. So people started parodying it. Parodying? Hard word to say. I'm not saying it again. Um, they started doing like piss takes, piss take uh, opportunities. And one of them was, I don't know, and the bid was at like $7 million or something. But the fake thing was uh, Taylor Swift turns up at your funeral just to give the illusion that you knew each other and cause people to be like, oh my God, they knew each other. And again, that is an experience that money can't buy. And same with the stepping out opportunity. So Tree Payne, if you're listening, or Taylor, I, I really think we, I really think there's something in it. I really think there's something in that personally. So yeah, let me know. You have the email at helloflapculture.gmail.com. Anyway, that's enough news. A lot of news this week. A lot of Taylor news. My God. And it's only, it's only going to continue from here. But anyway... Let's move on from Taylor and let's talk flops. Life of Kylie was supposed to be the next big thing. A spin-off from the mega hit Keeping Up with the Kardashians, it promised an intimate look into the life of the youngest Kardashian-Jenner sibling, Kylie Jenner. The show came at a pivotal point in her career and her true first peak as a celebrity. She was establishing herself outside of her sisters through her use of social media and building what would go on to become a multi-million dollar brand. But despite this, the show did not attract viewers in the way that Keeping Up had. And those that did tune in felt they were no closer to the real Kylie than they had been before. Joining me to discuss Life of Kylie is writer and music critic Zara Hederman. Zara Hederman, you are so, so <laughs> welcome back to Flop Culture. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me back, Fanula. You uh, have come armed with a gargantuan flop this time. A flop for the girlies, a flop for the ages. Yeah, I've done a real like 360, I guess, from the monkeys with uh, Life of Kylie. Um, you know, get you a girl who can do both, I guess. Truly. Um, a multi-hyphenate, if you will. Yeah, exactly. Um, it only came to me a couple of weeks ago when I texted you. I was, I don't know what I was doing, but some, sometimes Life of Kylie just pops into my head. Um, I don't Similar know. to lots of people, I'm yeah. sure. 
Not Kylie Jenner, I'd imagine, but lots of other yeah, people. Yeah. Um, I mean, did you watch it when it came out? No, this was my <gasps> first experience of watching it. Oh, no way. I was familiar with it being out, but I just remember not really having any... I think I was coming out of my Kardashian actively watching mm. phase. Like, I was kind of still following them, but I was a bit over the... TV show I feel and I was getting so much content from them on social media that I was like I don't really need this and I don't really see the point but I wish I had watched it at the time now because I did kind of I did kind of enjoy it it felt surrealist in some parts as I mentioned to you as we texted about it yeah but did you watch it at the time yeah so this was when so I was growing up a big big e-channel head Mm. like had was fortunate to have the skybox growing up. So yeah, I was bet into like watching each Hollywood stories when I was very young. Like the Annika Smith one, I watched a million times. The Versace one I loved. Uh, ones on different strokes. So I loved from a young age those kind of flying the wall looks at like people's lives and especially in Hollywood because it's just like growing up in Ireland, it's so alien. Mm. So then when the Kardashians aired first in 2007, um, I was like, unbelievable I've got something every week now to like focus my energy on because it was like so big as well at the time just kept getting bigger and bigger Um, and I was always really fascinated by Kylie and Kendall's dynamic on that show because as I said like Kylie's nine Kendall must be 11 or so Mm. and like there's the weird episodes in like seasons one and two where Brody do you remember Brody babysits them oh god this is ringing a horrible farewell bell yeah and it's like a pole in Chris's bedroom and like Kylie and Kendall are like doing dance moves on the pole for like Brody and his friend Frankie, also from the hills. Classic. Um, yeah. That's scallywag Frankie. What will we do with him? <laughs> Rap scallion. What a goat. What a goat. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was always really interested just like because I'm 31. So Kylie is now 25. So when she was nine, I was... 16-ish. So kind of aware of like, starting to be aware of like how her life is going to be quite affected growing up in this bubble. She's never really going to have a normal quote-unquote life. Um, Which again is huge as we know in Life of Kylie. Mm. Um, So something as well, like you were saying, like when this came out that you had kind of slightly veered out of Kardashians because it was all on social media. There is a bit in Life of Kylie where she's at like a an event for like celebrating the 10 year anniversary and um, so that kind of gives you a good as well time stamp of how long she's been in this life and how jaded she has become and I think that is as well crucial to life of Kylie being such a flop Um, because I was looking at reviews from the time of when it came out And a lot of them were saying, and actually one of them rose an interesting point. I was like, oh my God, I can actually so see this. Where like Chris clearly had a meeting with the producers and was like, okay, Kylie is like skyrocketing now. She's had Kylie Cosmetics for about a year at this point. She's super famous. She's also kind of one of the more interesting ones. Mm. Um, Because as well, like with the earlier seasons of Keeping Up With The Kardashians, she does kind of almost have the energy of like a young Chloe in a mm. way like she was the kind of quirky one she was really like carefree like giddy and stuff like that like always just up for the lols like funny in a way that Kim kind of never really was on purpose exactly. and like same with Courtney yeah like Courtney just will look at you kind of scowling being like thank you and it's like <laughs> gas um, but then like 
Kylie and she talks about it on the show. Um, she talks about how like social media was just so important for her and that she much preferred like expressing herself on say like Snapchat and Instagram than being out in the real world um, because that's just what was normal to her. But then she was getting a lot of backlash. People were like, you're so weird. Like you're not funny. Like just getting bullied and stuff online. And when you're 15, 16, that'll break anyone's soul. Mm. Like, um, And she does mention how that made her want to retreat quite a lot and not show her personality, which I think is a huge point of this flop as well, is that like she's so vapid. But going back to the reviews, there was one person who was just like, you can just see like the meeting of Chris Jenner with the producers being like, okay, we need to make Kylie relatable. And I think relatable was like really what they were pushing with this. So they're like, okay, we'll give her a spin-off. At this point, they'd had like... Courtney and Kim take New York. Courtney and Chloe take Miami. Uh, Chloe and Lamar, obviously, which was I think I'm t- I'm torn between Chloe and Lamar and Courtney and Kim take New York as my favorite spinoffs, especially with the Chris Humphreys era. Fascinating. Not Courtney and Kim take like it's classic. It's so good. Classic. Chloe and Lamar was good as well though. Oh, it was That's great. one I haven't watched. It. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to go back to that at some point. Yeah. yeah, and again, like I thought this was really interesting to rewatch, given the the fallout with Jordan, mm. Jordan Woods, who was her former best friend, who they seem to have rekindled something again. Quite interesting to like retrospectively look, um, but everyone was just like in these episodes, we do not get any insight into Kylie's life. We do not know if she has a personality. We do not know if she is sentient. Like this could have been. A precursor to like an AI robot. Like that for me was the most uncomfortable part of it, I think. Yeah, it's like this whole thing of like trying to make her this relatable figure because you said she's at her peak. This is like her King Kylie era in inverted commas, which let me explain this to you as if you were an alien, dear listener. Like this was her peak on Snapchat. Like she's wearing all the different like wigs and she's like, a very prominent force on social media and someone that girls are like looking up to and actively following and there's huge interest in her personal life. Like she was kind of sharing so much as well in a way that the others weren't. Obviously because like she's 19 at this mm. point. It's, but there's also a thing of like the the opening episode, the opening shot of the series is like her talking about shaving her toes and like how she cut her cut her toe shaving and it's like a bloodbath haha <laughs> lol whatever aren't I relatable girlies we all have hairy toes but then the next probably imminent sentences are like the fact that she has all this money and it doesn't make her happy and mm. like there's shots of all the cars she has like it's very it's honestly surrealist is the only actual word I can use to describe it and I don't know what the purpose I think in that meeting definitely where Chris is meeting whoever has the money and or Ryan Seacrest probably and is mm. like make Sean Ryan Seacrest is like okay like she's like okay we need this to humanise her and you know give uh, credence to the business what, what am I trying to say like show that the business is actually a thing and she's like involved and it's like legitimate show that and then also we need to like show like her friends or whatever because obviously mm. our, our friendship with Jordan at the time was semi-high profile-ish like people knew her mm. Jordan's kind of a celeb in her own right definitely now but was kind of on the up at that point and what became of it was just like what I imagine what those TV shows are like on Snapchat that aren't mm. actually like TV shows they're like it's so hodgepodge together there's no cohesive narrative 
which look you can criticise reality TV but most of them any good reality TV show should have that mm. you're kind of bouncing from one thing to another it's I couldn't keep up to excuse the pun like it was just it's a lot like and as you said mm. I left feeling none the wiser about Kylie I feel mm. like I learned more about her surrounding cavalcade of characters and even but even then I'm like are any of them still friends now you know what I mean it's Ariel still is I think her makeup artist so, yeah I looked him up and he's he'd do bits for Kim occasionally yeah. so he's makeup by Ariel and Instagram now yeah. yeah yeah and like that's the thing as well like you mentioned about like the Snapchat thing and like I think a crucial thing as well with this is that like she was so boring and so not willing to let the cameras into actually actually her life because like these episodes are 20 minutes long a lot of it is also like her old snapchats I found that so funny together it like. was giving movie maker like it was giving iMovie like oh, just 100%. stitched together with like the the dog filter from snapchat and like the flower crown and it's like here's me and Chris and we're putting the sad filter do you know what I mean like it's very and that's not a critique because we all do I still do I'm nearly 20 fucking eight you know what I mean but it's like we can't build a TV show around this where it's like here's two clips where Kylie won't name Tyga on camera for some reason because again yeah. also at this point they're dating and there was like a lot of controversy around this because they've been on and off for ages did they get together when she was 17 that's way too dark for us to even get into now <laughs> but like they're like what's up with T and it's like yeah. all these confessionals where again they're just referring to him as T yeah. it's you get two shots of that and then it's like Kylie dog filter selfies bits with Jordan yeah on to the next thing. And like, here's me making a lipstick. What? Yeah. Sorry? Yeah. What's going on? It's literally that on loop. And it is baffling to me how they actually managed to get eight episodes going of this. It's in, it was giving, we have a word count and it's like... 100%. Okay, we can do it. We can make it work. Yeah, no, 100%. And like, I was watching as well because like, I was just knee deep in this. Like, I was so fascinated, like reading everything around it from the time because I didn't read like reviews of it at the time because I was just like, this is such dog shit Mm. that like, there is no point to even review this. But there was an interview with her at like Candy Factory or something like that. Classic, yeah. Uh, Like just peak Kardashian um, photo op thing. And the guy who's interviewing her is just like, and you've got Life of Kylie that's coming out soon. Like what can people expect from that? And she's like, oh, well, you know, it's kind of like access all areas to my life. I'm going to bring people to like the Kylie Cosmetics factory. Never happens. Um, she's like, I'll show people how I am in meetings. We do see that, but she is so like lethargic in that uh, meeting. She's with Chris and they're talking about like sunglasses or something like mm. that. And then like, there's a scene where she's talking about like changing one of the lipstick shades as well, I feel, because like two of them are too similar or something. Like, like all right. Like we get like, literally I'd say 45 seconds of this meeting and the meeting is just Chris like to Chloe or, or to Kylie she's like why are you so tired like what is wrong with you Where bring your A-game kid and Kylie's like I just went to bed like four hours ago and then they have like these sunglasses and Chris is just like oh you should call this one the Elvis it looks like Elvis and Kylie is just like no and then Chris has like sunglasses and she's like oh my god these are like John Lennon glasses (laughs) and then she's like do you know who John Lennon is Kylie he was a Beatle and it's just like why are you patronizing her like that she obviously knows who John Lennon is um and Kylie does stand up for herself she's She's a way bigger fan of the earlier stuff I heard she loves yeah the what's the walrus song fuck I'm showing myself up here what's that I am the walrus I am the walrus yeah 
Fuck, ruin my own joke. Anyway, moving <laughs> on. Carry on, Zara, you were, you were saying. Um, but like even like going back to like how they really squeeze the blood out of the content, like episodes one and two in particular just actually gave me such stress. Albert's prom. Yeah, so talk about this. So there's a there's a couple of like events covered throughout the season. So like at the start, we have Albert's prom. Then we have a bit of the Met Gala and then there's London. a bit where they go to Peru. Yeah, and London is what I would say is kind of like a smaller one. And there's like a couple of smaller ones in between. But I would say like, it's Albert's prom, Peru at the end, Mecca somewhere in the middle. Talk to me about Albert's prom. Who is Albert? What the fuck is going on here? Oh, God. Okay, so we start with Albert's prom and basically Kylie is still very much in this like I never had a normal life I've never been able to go out and like no one like scream and lose their shit when they see me out and about like and then um, she talks about how she never went to prom and she's asking all of her team like have you gone to prom and only I think actually Victoria who is legend in this season I love her so much she's so funny she's so good she's so terrified of Chris Jenner as yeah. well it's so good so she is actually the only one I think of her crew who has been to prom and Kylie is just like this is just gonna be a nice thing for me to do like I was homeschooled because like obviously I'm Kylie Jenner and then somehow the connection to how they know Albert is kind of tenuous. Jordan somehow has his mom's phone number. I couldn't understand this. I couldn't get this whole thing of like, so we're just going to ring Albert's mom now. And it's like, okay, I think we need to go back like 45 steps. One who is Albert anyway, you know, like how, what's the connection? How did you get the mom's phone number? How does Albert not know about any of this? Like it's... I know. So I have, I've come with some audio clips as well. Um, And I think to really kind of ample up just how much of an outcast and a black sheep Kylie feels within her family. Mm. This is why she is saying that she really wants to take Albert to his prom because he, she learns is like kind of bullied in school. No one wants to go to, to the prom with him. I think there was a thing that he had a date initially and then the date was just like, oh, lol joke, I'm actually not going to the prom with you. Um, so Kylie sees this kind of um, underdog um, trait in Albert that she relates to. So Adam, if you could please play this clip and we also hear from Albert's mom as well. I have a soft spot for the outcast because I was the outcast, I guess, in a lot of ways growing up. And I still feel like an outcast in different ways now because I can't relate to a lot of people. So it's like this little world, I do feel like an outcast. He was so devastated. He was like literally crying. He's like, why do you think um, no girl would like to go with me? What do you think is wrong with me? And I'm like, I don't know, honey. Just seeing Albert's mom and the emotion she has for her son, I don't know, it's just not cool. Kids are mean these days and it's it's not right to treat people like that. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Do you think she was on anything recording those confessionals? Because there's a couple of clips and it's the, there's that one, there's another one that I'll come back to where it's like... The shrimp? Not the shrimp, but uh, well actually yeah, the shrimp now that you say it out loud. You know the one where she calls to Victoria to like sort the dogs out. Oh my god. And it's like she's like allegedly maybe on I don't know, like her whole behaviour and she's like she's like mm, Victoria and she's like the her mouth is champing and the eyes are like Whoo. Her, like her face when she does the Victoria 
Can you show my dogs up? Will you pet the dogs? Her mouth does the strangest contortions and her nose that I have ever seen in my life. And it's so baffling. So I don't know, you probably listen to Beyond the Blinds. Yes, well, I've dipped in and out. Yeah, so they have episodes focusing on each of the Kardashian-Jenner clan. And allegedly, one of the reasons why Kylie was homeschooled was because she was just constantly like smoking weed and stuff like that. And she was just a real like little renegade, allegedly. A real little legend, am I right? Yeah. No, I'm only messing. Smoke in moderation or whatever I don't. Or don't smoke. Wait, it's not legal here, is it? No. Uh, uh, Don't do that. Only messing. Bye. Carry on. (laughs) Um, So seemingly she was quite the tearaway and it feeds into as well, like her relationship with Tyga as well. Like she was just constantly out in Hollywood because... She does talk about how she was afraid of Chris, but at the same time, I think Chris was equally kind of terrified to tread on Kylie's toes Mm. because she saw how much power Kylie had. And I think in that clip there that we just heard, it's interesting as well how Kylie mentions how hearing Albert's mom talk about her son like that, like quite emotional. Like, even though, like, you really, I felt had to take everything that Kylie said with a pinch of salt. But I did feel that, like, Albert's mom's concern and emotion for him was something that Kylie was really kind of like craving and maybe drew her to Albert Mm. as well. Now, at the same time, when she does go to the prom, she makes it all about herself. Like, like she fits Albert out. Albert wins a competition. That's how they like trick him into, well not, yeah, they get... They get Kylie there and be like, surprise, you're actually going with me yeah. to the prom. It's like, but they, they dress it up as a, you win, a, he won a suit competition or something. Exactly. Yeah. Um, we also have like these like little micro tensions in the episode. So in that one, it's her plane is in trouble. So she's like potentially not going to make it to Sacramento to the, to the prom. Then there's also just the really awkward bit where like, they're waiting for the new private jet and Kylie's having a shower or she's about to get into the shower and she makes up this dance with Jordan. It's like shower for Albert. Do you remember that? Yes, yeah. It's so gross. It's, it's just like... It's very... But I just... I find it interesting that you have these moments of like kind of crafted relatability where it's like, I never went to prom and the, you, again, you can imagine the team like writing this or concocting this being like, okay, so who's watching this? Like high schoolers or whatever and they're like, what's their biggest concern? Prom and having no one to go to prom with and being at prom and looking a certain way at prom. So it's like, let's send Kylie to prom and she's, but, she, but it's dressed up as this way that she's like doing a really nice thing. Mm-hmm. So it's like she's sound. But then you've like these little vignettes in between, as you said, these mini tensions where it's like, oh, we've no jet and it's the fucking worst thing in the world and she's like, complaining about having to fly coach which in some respects to play devil's advocate I get because she is mentally mentally famous and has Mm. been and they were decisions made by her parents and all that jazz but it's the contrast is so sharp that I'm just like I'd be curious to know about like the the class backlash of it at the time because Mm. there's been so much more of it especially directed towards them Mm. in recent years like even think about with Kim like get your ass up and fucking work like that whole conversation like there's a part of me that just thinks there's a couple of other instances where it's just like this insane did these insane displays of wealth on show that I just wonder had the show come out now would it would there have been a lot more this is like ludicrous and like sick, especially given everything that's going on in the world, you know? Yeah, 100%. And like, I think that that prom episode in particular 
is a really like strong case of that because as much like we were saying like she wants to do for Albert it is far more for her mm. um, because when she does get there like everyone is like just surrounding her the and prom she, is ruined like yeah. they're all just like they have to go up to a separate floor in the hotel like imagine doing that in Rochestown Park Hotel you know what I mean like mortified more and everyone where did you do your dibs? Uh, Navin Oh. Yeah, weirdly. Yeah, no no hotel in Dublin would take my school steps. <gasps> You're one of those schools. We weren't allowed to bring dates uh, because, uh, yeah, we, I think there was a big row one of the years. So it was a, re, a reunion. It wasn't a Debs. So the teachers came instead. Stop. Yeah. Oh my God. Which was great for me because I was like such a lit call. I was like delighted the teachers were here. <laughs> anyway, anyway. But yeah, they have to go up to this May like separate floor. Guinness. Yeah, literally. <laughs> they have to go up to this separate floor while the others are on the bottom floor eating their fucking chicken or beef and like trying to <laughs> get a blurry like fucking Snapchat video of Kylie to be like, Kylie was at my prom. And they're all like, it's like, it actually looks like the most unenjoyable experience ever. And like, yeah. I'm not blaming the kids. I get it. Because again, she's like the biggest star in the world at this point. Of Anyone would react like that. You know what I mean? And she's their age as well. Yeah. Which is just like even more kind of mind blown because they're just like, well, maybe if I talked to her at prom, I could be the new best friend and stuff like that. I could come into the crew. Like, So uh, then that's, towards the end of the first episode but they're talking about this from like minute one going to this prom this prom thing goes on until the second episode I could not get over that I I was like how are we still on this like I was just like how the hell are we still like they are stretch Armstrong in the content like I was like fair play it's it's absolutely ludicrous and then the second episode we're still getting this like and I don't mean to sound like really mean about it because I'm sure it was especially at that time when she's and as well she's 19 in this like it is is just my brain was broken like some of the things that was going on for her but like at the end of the second episode Jordan is just like here look get your sweats on we're going to the beach it's midnight and they go to the beach and Kylie once again is reiterating how like she's just not made for fame and it's so funny because she's like you know Kim is made for this Kendall's made for this Hayley Bieber and um, Bella Hadid she's like they're made for this they can put their cute little outfits together they were made for fame but I just want to stay home in my sweats like I was just like I don't know, like, I feel like... like it's just, but like, it's not true. It's not true. And that's not. fair enough. But then don't, you like, you could retreat from the word, like, Rob, Rob has done it. Rob yeah. Kardashian has literally done it. And like, look, there's a kind of a myriad of issues mm. that were potentially there as well. But like, all you have to do is say to Chris, be like, I'm out. Chris be like, okay, yoink. But yeah. it's just, she either doesn't want to, maybe she genuinely feels like she can't because of the familial pressures and stuff but I do think there is an element of like you enjoy it and that's fine but then I get it like she's 19 I don't know my brain was also coming out of my ears when I was 19 so yeah, like, but it is It's in some parts it's like a hard listen because you can tell they're again like reaching for that authenticity and like I'm a real person I'm just like you I'm just a normal 19 year old girl and then you're going into episodes where it's like you know you've got the full glam team and like you're being kind of introduced to 
really everyone who's there and like she has this full team who are on her payroll and the constant like whizzing around here, there and everywhere and the Met Gala prep. I'm like, this is a world away from every single person that's watching. I know. And like even that aspect of like all her friends do kind of seem to like live in the house or like they stay in the house quite a lot. But like she says they're her friends, but she's also paying them. The only person who who is her friend at that point is Jordan. Jordan Jordan Woods. Because Arielle is her makeup artist. Victoria is her executive assistant. And Tokyo is her hairstylist. Like they are all on your payroll. Like they're not friends. Like, but again, I think that's the thing that when you get that famous, it's really hard to have friends because it's like you can't. And when you're Kardashian level famous, it's like once you're in the fortress, I have to keep you in the fortress by paying you loads of money. And then you have these blurred relationship lines where it's like, we're spending all this time together so it feels like we're friends. But Mm. are we friends? Mm. Are you being nice to me because you care about me? Or are you being nice to me because I'm paying you a bajillion euro to put plaits in my hair? You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, yeah. And like at the end of that episode as well, there's some really interesting lines, I think, throughout the season that sometimes feel very ironic. Like at one point uh, on the beach scene, Kylie says to uh, Jordan as well, she goes, I just feel like this fame thing is going to come to an end sooner than we think, which I thought was kind of interesting. I was just like, chicken, you're only going to get more astronomically famous. Like, when you think, like, do you, I remember where I was when her, the news of her first pregnancy broke. Like, I remember that being like, like, that was like a watershed moment. Like, I remember being like, because Kylie was like just missing for months. And I remember just every couple of weeks, like Googling Kylie Jenner pregnant, like rumours and all this kind of stuff. Like I was trying to go deep Columbo and trying to find Kylie. Like, is Kylie okay? Like, <laughs> um, but when that broke, I was just like, like my face now, speechless. Like I just could not get over it. Like, and I think as well, it's so fascinating with the timeline of this show. So this is, um, August to like September 2017. So her and Tyga break up in April 2017. She references like tea every now and again. Episode three and episode four are kind of crucial into getting the insight into like the personal life. So episode three is when, um, Kylie talks about the breakup and she mentions, she says in those like interviews where she's in her kitchen, she said, I decided that I'm really young and I don't want to look back and think that he took something from me because I'm not, because he's not that type of person. That sentence of he took something from me as well is just kind of like. But I feel like that's just a, like we have to address the the media narrative at the minute. And like we, there's also a thing of like, how do we get any stories from this? And it's like Kylie, you know, like I can see the headlines where it's like Kylie finally addresses relationship, Tiger relationship, age gap, yada, yada, whatever. Yeah. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements featuring rust proof, stainless steel hardware, weather ready teak and quick dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So then, so they break up. Then she's going to a music festival. Why can't they mention Coachella? I don't know. I have this in my notes. I'm like, it's clearly Coachella. It's clearly Coachella. Because it's, they're on about doing different looks for different days and... I, I don't know. And if she, someone knows, let me know. At Culture underscore pod. I was really baffled by that because surely they would want that extra advertising. And also it's known that Coachella is just like an influencer weekend out. Like, Yeah. Like it's known And again, that. this is her peak. So it's like, what is Kylie wearing to Coachella? You know what I mean? It's one of the celebs at the top of your head where it's like, what's she going to wear? Who's she going to be with? Who's, what's her makeup going to be like? Yeah. Very strange. I don't yeah. know. So they do. So there is like then another thing that they do with the splice and the Snapchats in. They sometimes splice in like headlines every now and again. Mm. So it's like uh, Kylie Jenner bumps into ex Tiger at Coachella. Um, and then so they do bump into each other seemingly. And then Kylie takes to her bed for a couple of days. Like she just won't get out of bed. And Victoria in her interview goes, yeah, we had to stop filming for a few days because she was just so depressed about it. And then even like Caitlin comes in and is this the episode as well where they get the chickens? It's in around the same yeah. time, yeah. Fucking yes. hell, so much, so much <sighs> happens in the season for, for a show yeah. that's about essentially nothing. Yeah, like so much happens within a condensed like 10 minutes mm. where it's like, oh, this is kind of interesting. The veil slips a little bit. Um, so Caitlin's over, Kylie's making rashers in her King Kylie dressing gown, all this kind of stuff. It's gas. Um, and then at the very end of this episode, um, which again, Kylie in this series, I think is so self-aware with the like, oh, I don't want to be famous. At the end of the episode, when she's being interviewed again, do you remember where she's like, um, the producer is like, oh, you've so many like beautiful flowers in your house. Like, this is amazing. Like, someone's obsessed with you. And then Kylie's like, well, I would hope that the person I'm dating is obsessed with me. And the producer's like, are you dating someone? And then Kylie does this like very knowing look. And she's like, did I say I was dating someone? It's like, oh, mate, like. Who was she dating at this point? Travis. Travis Scott. So again, I was doing a lot of like, Columbo stuff like mm. looking up timelines and stuff like this so they are first seen together I think in Boston which is in episode 4 do you remember when she's going to the Met Gala yes and then they just they go to Boston like in between or like before and there's lots of references oh what's in Boston oh and, and one of the producers goes is there boys in Boston and Kylie's like what like, well I'm sure there's like boys in Boston but they're clearly going specifically to see someone yeah so they're yeah, clearly going to see someone sense. Jordan is pissed like she's so annoyed and it's this is where again it gets really fascinating because like up to this point like Jordan I think as well has a line in like episode two or three where she's like talking about their closeness but saying that like yeah Kylie is like my needy girlfriend like she's just high maintenance or whatever so they're going to Boston they're in, but they're in New York. Kylie's like getting all glammed up for something and then she's like I'm going to Boston as you said they're like what's there Jordan is really annoyed and she has to go to like Canada to do a job and Kylie's like what do you mean you're going to Canada like you're leaving me you're not coming to the Met and she's like I have to work too Kylie and then Kylie's a bit like what is with this attitude like and then Jordan says our relationship is not that serious right now because you're seeing other people it's like oh it's so awkward so basically I was googling and um, Jordan and Kylie did go to see Travis Scott play a show in Boston and then in the last episode as well when they're on the way back from Peru um, 
Kylie is like to Chris, oh, will you just drop me off in like Houston, please? And Chris is like, oh, for God's sake, like, can I not just go to LA first and then the plane takes you to Houston? And Kylie's like, uh, no, because I'll miss his show then if we do that. So it's Travis Scott. Because he's from there, I think. Yeah, yeah. Adam's nodding, Adam's so I'm going to take that yeah. as confirmation. Anyway. And then if you also look at the timeline, so uh, August 2017 is kind of when they start to date. Uh, Stormy is born in September, uh, February 2018. So that's like about 10 months. So yeah, we are knee deep in Travis towards the latter half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, certainly, yeah. certainly. Yeah. And then, so this kind of development of this relationship really starts to drive a wedge between Jordan and Kylie. Mm. Um, like I said there, Jordan has that um, sentence about like how Kylie isn't really kind of focusing on her that much. And then Jordan is, Jordan's also interviewed quite a lot in this. And I feel that her moments are actually quite endearing sometimes endearing and it's it's probably the most honest part about it but in some ways I'd be a bit cross because okay so like Jordan and Kylie have been friends since they were kids they are like vaguely like the Woods family are like vaguely famous they're like they'd be very good friends with the Smith family and stuff but essentially her Jordan's storyline in Vernicama's for Life of Kylie is it, like being Kylie's best friend being obsessed with each other there's small references to her being a model and like not being the quintessential model because she's plus size or whatever Mm -hmm. else and like she's not the typical height you'd have for a model but also her dad's death which is like like I get fair play for talking about it on camera and stuff but I'm also like it's very unfair in some ways I'm like okay whatever you obviously gave permission but like you're being mined for like this fucking emotional element to the thing yeah like it feels if not borderline exploitive, just yeah. fully exploitive. It's but uh, but again, fair play to her. She's talked about it very honestly on the program. Like, but again, yeah. it's just it's so weird to have it sit next to like this, you know. And then there's a scene where Chris and Kylie are at this Michelin star restaurant in Peru, and Kylie's being an absolute fucking dickhead to the staff. Yeah. Oh my, we'll get to it anyway. Yeah, yeah it's a weird. But yeah, talk to me about Jordan. What's going on here? So uh, she's going to Canada to work and another kind of like little arch in the series as well is that Chris and Jordan's mom. Jordan's mom is in it for like one episode. I think it's around, it's the London episode. And Jordan in her interview around the Met thing, she says at one point, which is so fascinating now that we are in 2023 and we've seen what happened with Tristan Thompson and where Jordan's career and life went. So Jordan says, if Kylie isn't in my life in the future, will I look back now and be like, when did I build something for myself in my life? So she's kind of worried that like if she doesn't, if she keeps going on the way she is with Kylie, that like she's just going to have loads of regrets. Mm. When actually when she was away from that family, she managed to like really excel her business. She became super famous in her own right with her like career. Um, And also she's now engaged, I think, when that Tristan Thompson thing happened. She obviously went to Jada Smith, who is like... I remember watching that Red Table Talk. I've just watched bits of it. So good. Sorry, for context, I'm sure everyone knows, but like they, Kylie and Jordan fell out following uh, a revelation that she had kissed... Tristan Thompson at a party. Tristan Thompson is Khloe Kardashian's baby daddy. They're potentially together now. They're, potentially, they're regularly on and off. And Khloe is obviously, Khloe Kardashian is obviously Kylie's 
half sister. Yeah. Um, Up to speed. So I think actually, Adam, we have another clip here um, with Jordan and Kylie's kind of codependent relationship and a conversation that Chris has with Jordan as well about this. I worry about you because I don't want you to get lost in Kylie and her world. Mm-hmm. I just like how I have a lot of empathy for everyone around me. I know you so do. I tend to lose focus of what I need. I mean, do you ever feel like there's a bit of codependency going on? What's wrong with saying no? Like, I just feel bad saying no to doing things because we really want to have each other. I just have to look at it from my side, too. I'm looking at it from your side. Never force you to do anything. I've always been the stand for you that's like, always do what you want, you know? Don't make me seem like I'm forcing you to do This is not what this conversation is about. Yeah, so that conversation between Kylie and Jordan happens in the last episode. Um, and it's basically how, like, Jordan flew out when I think she flew out to Boston with Kylie and Jordan was like waiting in her room for like two hours for Kylie and she was like I'm just like doing nothing I'm waiting for you to like come back like come on and Kylie said like don't make it seem like I'm forcing you to do anything and that is one of the kind of other instances in this series that I think is quite interesting where her veil slips that felt real like yeah, that that felt that very squabbling real that felt 100% real yeah but it's also really interesting to watch it like obviously I know podcast it's a, an audio medium but if you watch that exchange they're in the back of a car Kylie has her hand on Jordan's shoulder almost kind of like uh, caressing her neck or something so it's like she's doing this weird like manipulation thing it's almost like Austin Powers in the first one when he's like everything appears to be in order Mm. like that thing Um, and she really does like manipulate is kind of like probably too strong a term to put on it but she really does like just expect Jordan to drop everything for her she definitely still has the power in that friendship as much as I believe like they got on like a house on fire and their friendship was real. Like there is a power imbalance there. Like, yeah. like even the episode, episode two or episode one or two, I think it is when Kylie sets um, Jordan up on the date. That was bizarre. Like, like bizarre. But Again, the- two, three minutes of like her on a, Jordan on a blind date where Kylie's supposed to be talking to her in an earpiece. Like it's bizarre. It's, so jarring like um, but I think that scene was like a classic of like how the producers tried to bring those like pranky elements that people loved in Kardashians mm. into this but it just was like this is just actually a bit weird like yeah none of it like I think when they tried it none of it really landed but like with them then as well you have the series end with them taking part in this Peruvian commitment ceremony to each other like it's just but again that's Kylie's Kylie is like, let's do this Peruvian commitment thing. And Jordan's like, yeah, fine. Like Jordan will literally just do whatever Kylie tells her to do, which is, again, like you're 19, you do kind of think about friends that you had back then. Obviously they weren't like Kylie Jenner levels of friendship. like, But like you do kind of think, oh God, like, yeah, I did always want to do everything that this person who I thought was a legend wanted me to do. Um, But like the Peruvian uh, commitment ceremony is just... So jarring. It's so, but like, no, like you could not have told me how the season was going to end. Like, and I wouldn't, I, on, no, on no planet, on no timeline would I have guessed a Peruvian commitment ceremony with like llamas, llamas. or whatever animal was there. Yeah. Like it was just, it was so 
so bizarre. But again, it's so funny that you mentioned that pranky, like the humour they tried to carry over or tried to carry over from Keeping Up. Mm. The minute you said that, I was like, that's 100% what they're trying to do. Yeah. Like very like, like Scott, Chloe, you know, Chloe turns up to the gaff with something funny or whatever, like Chris turning up to the gaff with the chickens. Yeah. In Keeping Like it's very like that and it doesn't land at all. It feels so, it's so jarring when you consider all the, the scraps leading up to it and stuff like that. It's so weird. Yeah. And so like weird. Even, even before that, they go see a shaman and like the shaman is like to Kylie, oh, um, you've got a new love interest. Your businesses are going to go from like strength to strength. And then like they do Jordan and it's just like, yeah, I don't really see anything for you in your future. Like you've no love interest. You're a bit directionless. And it's just like, oh God, like this is so bad for like herself it's like just so bad for her self-esteem full stop this relationship like and even like during the Peruvian commitment ceremony it's so funny Chris's reaction to it like her head is fucking spinning because she's like immediately just like well one when Kylie announces that they're going to do it Chris is just like are you does this mean you're gay like she's just like what is this like are are you actually getting married and then the ceremony is happening and she like leans over to Victoria and she's like, do we need to get this annulled immediately? It's just like, good God, like, it's like, yeah, those kind of moments where it slips, where it's like, and I think again with like the Beyond the Blinds thing where with Kendall, allegedly a big thing is that she is seemingly gay, Mm. but like, it's just like, obviously Chris, that just won't fly with the brand, even though it would be amazing like for there to be I think it's the absolute fucking number one thing they need right yeah. now <laughs> like, let one of them be gay uh, the like, rest of them are so boring yeah. do something a hundred percent like that would be so fascinating um and then like I think this kind of is an instance where it's like that concern really slips for Chris where she's like oh my god what if my daughter is gay? Like, she's having this ceremony. We need to get this nod. We need to not have this happen. Like, um, so that's one of the instances where Chris slips. Kylie, as we've mentioned, she has a few where we do get glimmers of the real Kylie. So one is like, first one is at the Met where she's in her hotel room and the producer's like knocking on her door being like, Kylie, Kylie. And then Kylie opens the door. Doesn't really expect there to be a camera on the other side. And she's like, what? Like, what, what's wrong? Like, I'm taking a pee. Like, and then the producer's like, oh, we were just like wondering where you were. And she's like, do you want to watch me pee or something? And it's like, oh. And then there's another where, um, when she's at that Kardashian event and Chris is also very much like one of her storylines to Kylie is just like, you need to be aware of the people you're around. You need to create boundaries because you're a 19 year old CEO. Like you need to be on it and not let people take advantage of you, all this kind of stuff. And then Ariel is like doing some dance in like the hotel. It's so gas to see. And then like he goes to fix Kylie's makeup and under her breath, she's like to him, where were you? I will not be waiting on you. Like you are not like unreplaceable and then the third one which Adam we have another clip of is as you said earlier the restaurant which and then Jordan's just insight onto this is just also so funny because it's like we get like a bit of like their friendship and how she knows Kylie so well but it's just I just think it's so funny I just need some we didn't eat the whole day and when Kylie doesn't eat the whole day, she's not Kylie. She's a monster. 
I need a meal. Well, we can't leave right now. Play ball, kid. Yeah, I mean, who amongst us? I think that's probably actually one of the most relatable. When I Jordan do get says, it, but yeah. Like, obviously, no, not at a Michelin star restaurant. I'd be like hoofing everything into me, like probably would go for McDonald's afterwards. Just, I know, but she's just so rude to the staff. So it's rude. like, but Jordan Reads are in another separate confessional as well, where again, they kind of, I honestly think it's the same episode where they film her therapy session, which like, oh my God, fuck me. I thought that was a joke, like, or like a throwaway comment at the start of the series. And I literally have written down, I cannot believe they filmed the therapy session again, where they're trying to be like, she's so relatable, she struggles, and like, she's never this outlet, and it's really healthy that she's exploring this. And then you have another clip where it's like, Kylie's just like casually buying really expensive cars. And I think Jordan is essentially, I don't have the exact quote, but is, like pulling her up on how materialistic she is in the mm. confessional where it's and just like about how all these things like can't sustain you and I know Kylie does vaguely reference that as well at the start of the series but it's like no, Kylie does not believe that like no. you can't tell me that she believes that I don't believe that she believes that yeah no I forgot how have we not mentioned the therapy sessions actually good god Bizarre. And even when she's like in the confessionals in the episode and she's like, oh, wow. Because she talks about her lips and like what, like overlining it, how that then like sprung on like Kylie Cosmetics. And then she's like, oh my God, this is like therapy. Write it down. Let's go to therapy. And it's just like, sweet mother divine. And then like the title card where it's just like the therapist wanted to keep like their anonymity for like client therapist relationship kind of stuff I was just like well in fairness imagine you're watching Life of Kylie and you saw your therapist but you'd be like dead um, I don't believe it's a real one no probably not I like I just can't imagine that I'd say well maybe it was I wouldn't be surprised if they dubbed over the questions or something you know what I mean mm. that it wasn't like their voice mm. I don't know it's just the more I unpick this show the more I'm like this is it's so, it's stranger than I even thought leaving it. But like, I still quite enjoyed it in a weird way. Like it's just so light and fluffy and it's such mm. a time capsule of like being a teenager, but also being like the strangest fucking teenager in the world and ha- living under the strangest circumstances. Like mm. it is totally bizarre. Yeah. Like why do you think it flapped then? Because it, like, as you mentioned, there's been so many other... Kardashian spin-offs mm. and this is one of the ones that only had one season alongside mm. like Dash Dolls like even oh even I Am Kate had two Toxic, seasons had two seasons Chloe and Lamar had two or three two, yeah um, oh sorry Robin Chyna had one again also Toxic yeah like was it just because as we know now her in the next phase of her life it was just like hurtling towards a pregnancy and this whirlwind romance and she was going into this second phase of like juggernaut fame mm. or was it just essentially like or I suppose that's my second question do you think they were they pitched this and it was created with the sense of like this being a franchise or was it just like let's capitalise on this moment right now one and done easy money grand I think they really I'd say they wanted this to kind of develop into at least two seasons mm. there's no way that Chris Jenner because she saw like how famous Kylie was there's no way that she was just doing a one and done. I'd say she really wanted to absolutely milk her for all of her cash cows worth. Um, I think it would have been really interesting and I think it would have made for actually maybe a bit of an, a more developed and insightful view if we actually had have seen her pregnancy in season two. Like I know that's quite voyeuristic for like 
me to be like I would have liked to have seen what that was like um, because like me on the <laughs> internet like <laughs> same honestly same like I would have loved that because I think that there were glimpses of like maybe I'm just being too like soft on Kylie here but I did think that they, she did have moments like when she goes to visit Ari the teenager with the cystic fibrosis and stuff mm. and like the stuff she does in Peru with the smile train like you can re- yeah like that's obviously incredible I will say like yeah. credit where it's due whatever obviously a great thing to do and she does like very clearly I know Ari is like 15 in it so she's only four years younger than Kylie but she really I think is quite drawn to like chill this sounds weird she's drawn to like children and like very nurturing in yeah, that way yeah no I get what you mean yeah yeah um, so I think it actually would have been a bit of a turnaround and could have saved life of Kylie's reputation if they had have done a season two where they looked at her pregnancy mm. but then like looking at the season you, you're not surprised that that didn't happen because she wants so desperately to be private and like that was why she didn't document her pregnancy like she was always like I could have made loads of money from like my pregnancy but I just chose to like actually be at home chill mm. try and have a safe pregnancy Um I do find it really fascinating how out of all of them, in terms of ratings, the ratings of this show, to watch them drop is stunning. Just went off a cliff, did Like, they? I swear to God. And I think it shows, like, how interested people were to see, like, who Kylie Jenner is, mm. like, and what her life is like. So the season premiere had 1.12 million viewers. Mm. Um then it like just immediately drops like episode three I think has yeah episode three goes down to like 840,000 viewers and by episode eight it only has 560,000 viewers like even at like the lowest of say like flip it like disc and stuff like that oh my god flip it like disc at all like that had 289,000 at its lowest. It still had ratings though that were like on par with some of the ratings that Life of Kylie got yeah um I am Kate. The lowest that got was four hundred eighty thousand, and that was in season two. Yeah, and like I didn't even know that that had a season two. Yeah. Like I watched bits. No, of season I wasn't one. sure either. And then when I checked for this, I was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe I am Kate did better than yeah. Life of Life of Kylie." I know it's actually baffling. Like, um, so yeah, it, I think it's such a strange one why this flopped, given the position she was in at that time. Obviously, as well, there was the Forbes thing around that time when she was mentioned on that list, and um, so like people were fascinated by her and I think people of all ages were fascinated by her because she was this like 19 year old billionaire mm. but like an air marks because it's like obviously she forged some tax documents as well to like get her that credit so yeah it's really just fascinating how there was the interest there and I think maybe if Kylie hadn't have been trolled online as much as she had been when she was like 16 17 I think we would have gotten a very different life of Kylie because I think she would have just been a bit more open, a bit more kind of like that Kylie of like when she was 12, 13, mm. which sounds really like, yeah, but that was so long ago. But actually, when you think about it, it was only like seven years beforehand in the grand scheme of like the life of Kylie timeline. Um, and yeah, I think it just really kind of made her want to retreat more and can't really blame her but you do see her now in like the new episodes of say like the Kardashians like the most recent one she talks about and she's still going on about like not wanting to be famous which I know I shouldn't sound like I'm like stop wanting this but like I, but the more I'm talking about it the more I'm like 
maybe I believe like she can't turn it off either I feel like I'm getting more sympathetic to that feeling like I think when she was 19 I think there was a part of her that still wanted it I feel like now because you never I mean I suppose there's an argument that it's like don't go to the Met Gala don't go to all the big events if you really don't want Mm. to be famous but I do think I think she if she could turn down the dial Mm. like significantly but still be kind of a little bit famous I think she would I think it's all Chris like poking a hot fire at her like I really do like I think it's all Chris Jenner's fault and I think she really especially it's interesting as well to look at the difference between Kendall and Kylie and Kim Chloe and Courtney because they like obviously had their teenage years they grew up with like a lot of wealth their father was obviously famous but like Kylie and Kendall never really had a chance and I feel that like maybe Chris kind of tried to like keep them in that bubble and keep them like only really being friends with say like really famous people which is also kind of what they could only really do but like she really took out the empathy chip from like the younger two or tried to but like like you like now when I look at Kylie and she's got her two kids now she's kind of going into like the cottage core era of her life I do feel that like she's maybe trying to reclaim a little bit more of herself in the Kardashians new series. Because she doesn't have many storylines there, does she? Or does she? I haven't really been watching Not it, really. Honest. Like in the most recent episode, she's doing Courtney's makeup and she's like, do you remember when you guys used to make fun of my ears? And she talks about how like her sister is like really ingrained, like a bit of insecurity into her and like how she's now like, because she's a mom, she sees that Stormy has the same ears as her and she's like, now I see those ears and I'm like, they're beautiful. Um, but like even just like last, night before going to bed I was on this like Kylie Jenner fan page on Instagram just like could not go to sleep I was like scrolling to just keep watching Kylie Jenner videos because I was just like I'm fascinated by her now like with Life of Kylie in my back pocket and now seeing like where she's gone from it like there was a really cute and again maybe I'm just falling for it there's a really cute video of her and Stormy going to uh, Tarjay, as they Tarjay. called it. Oh, uh, that's the TikTok. I've seen this as well. Where they, And like, if Stormy picks out a toy, she has to put in a toy yeah, to donate. Yeah. Which is nice. Which is nice. Like, I do think she has nice qualities to her, but they're just not allowed to be shown or she's yeah. afraid to show. I think she's just afraid to show her any genuine element of her personality because she just gets backlash and hate for it, mm. which is really sad. I think. God, I can't believe you made me feel sympathetic towards that. This isn't where I thought this episode was no, going, yeah, but it's no such same. like, it's so, it's, they're just so endlessly fascinating. Yeah. Like, and I know some people are like, so anti-Kardashian and find it yeah. so deeply uninteresting. And I get that take as well, 100%. but it's like, how can you not look at them and be like, this fortress is the only word, I'll, I'll use the word again because it's the only word that I think is appropriate. Like this fortress of fame that they can never get out of unless they fucking move to the moon. And even then the aliens will probably find out of them about them and be like, I love the Kylie Lip Kits. I love fucking Posey K or whatever they were called. Anyway, what a family. Uh, okay, what's your elevator pitch for getting people to watch Life of Kylie if they haven't before? Um, it's a difficult one because as we talked about there's not really that much that goes on in it but I think my main elevator pitch for it is if you're in any way interested in the dynamic between her and Jordan and if you are interested in their relationship and where it's at now I do think it's really really fascinating to watch them together and even just all the different kind of foreshadowings that are in there um it's also really interesting I think we get a bit more of an insight into what a monster Chris is I think I think it is the spin-off where we do see that like she does 
let that slip a bit. Um, and even when she talks to Kylie in the restaurant, kind of like she lets the momager thing slip and she's like, shut the fuck up. Talking outside yeah. her mouth, yeah. Um, so it, I do feel that in a weird way, we do get a bit more of a real view of like Chris in, in a weird way. Um, it's also just interesting to like, when she's talking about this new person she's dating, to know it's Travis Scott. It's interesting to know that like a couple of months later, like not even a year after, she has Stormy. So it's an interesting snapshot, I would say, into pop culture. What do you think is going to happen with Kylie and Jordan going forward? Given that they have met up, is this next season plotting or legitimate life of Kylie a friendship two. or life of Kylie season two or is it just like maybe meeting up forgive and forget what do you think well people have been saying that they've been friends for about a year now that they've been kind of secretly rekindling it and I would believe it and like I would actually like for Kylie to have Jordan back in her life because she does seem actually like quite a normal and grounded person in her own kind of way um, and it would just be nice for her to have a friend that she doesn't pay like do you know what I mean mm. um, <laughs> <laughs> it'd be nice so um, true so true but yeah and like there's also just like I watched so many YouTube videos about their relationship and how just how vitriolic like the rest of the sisters were <coughs> Um, when that scandal came out and in particular Kim just like like Jordan said that her family received death threats after that and that like her 12 year old sister couldn't even go to school because like it was just so bad um, and like I do think that they would go to any lengths to like ruin her so it would be nice I think for them to have their happy ending because they do have that like Peruvian commitment <laughs> to get to binding them together so and if like, that doesn't stand for anything girls I mean I mean what's the point what is love what is love baby don't hurt me yeah. don't hurt me no more yeah. um, Zara such a pleasure you are you, you're, you could be our Kardashian correspondent <gasps> if you ever want to come back Stop. I would love to have you I'm sure there's a lot of things you could unpack on the Patreon as well um, where can people find you you're a great writer you do lots of writing where can people read all that listen to you perhaps yeah. um, so I'm on Twitter Zara underscore Hederman and then I do stuff for like the quietest Loud and Quiet Arena, um, where I often bash your beloved 1975. Fair. I mean, I have to give up the ghost on that, I think. My God. <laughs> that could be a flop, actually. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know if I'm ready to go there yet, but maybe. <laughs> it's like pushing a bruise, a tender bruise. Uh, um, amazing, Zara. Thank, thank you. you so much for once again joining me on Pop Culture. Thanks, Vanilla. See ya. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sarah. You can watch Life of Kylie on Hey You, all episodes. I'm pretty sure you can still get a week's free trial as well. So I would recommend doing that. Lots of great shows on there, but uh, a lot of these great one and done reality show flops that I love. If you want to hear more and read more from Zara, I will leave all her links below. We are vaguely plotting um, a Kardashian reality show adjacent series for the Patreon. We're just deciding what to go with first. So keep an eye out for that. And if you want to sign up, you will get those episodes there, which is very exciting. We obviously recorded that a little while ago uh, because even more has happened since. Kylie hard launched her friendship with Jordan again to promote her acne collaboration. That's a sentence that would get us killed by aliens and rightly so. Um, but Jordan featured in a TikTok. They went to go see her campaign and Jordan's there in a little clip, like very deliberately in the middle of the in the middle of the TikTok video. So uh, I'm curious, Flap Culture listeners, have they always been friends, do we think? And just pretending not to be 
Was there a definitive fight? What's going on from here? Very curious. Kylie herself then has also gone public with her romance with Timothy Chalamet, which I believe is real. I do not believe it's PR. They were so quiet for so long when the initial reports came out and they are very deliberate people and very good at utilising publicity. Obviously, that's a stupid sentence to say in relation to the Kardashians. So I think there was a thing where both, both parties, one of the parties, genuinely wanted to see where it was going to go or what was it going to be about. Um, and that's why it was quiet for kind of so long. And then it was so public, you know what I mean? At the Beyonce concert, at the Renaissance tour, at the US Open, in front of, if anyone sees the videos from the US Open, they're literally sitting behind Richie from the Bear, like just lobbing the gob onto each other. And Richie's having a banger uh, watching the tennis. Cousin Richie, I love it. If you haven't watched The Bear, go watch The Bear. That's completely irrelevant to the Kylie point. But anyway, that's what she's at. That's what Kylie's up to. Would you watch a new reality show with Kylie and where her life is now? I don't think she'd do it. I think we're even seeing from, and we talked about this a little bit in the interview, myself and Zara, I can see her pulling back way more than actually wanting to put forward her life anymore. But we'll see. Who knows? Hard to predict with those uh, Cara Jenners. Before we let you go... I think it's time we have a look at who's top of the flops this week. You're a flop. I actually missed so much while I was away that I just want to publicly declare the flops that I missed in no particular order. And there was no one really this week that was like majorly rotting me, but these guys need to. So in no particular order, Joel Jonas have already referenced that. Um, look, all alleged, who knows what's really going on, but I think the TMZ pictures with the children uh, after we hadn't seen next nine or near of the children since they were born. That's suspicious. That's weird. Joe Jonas, top of the flops. Mila Kunis. My God. I know Scientology probably has something desperate on you, but like, really? Really, girl? And similarly, Ashton Kutcher. Flop. Flop behaviour. Don't be at that. Don't be at that. And I don't... I don't know how well their uh, careers will recover from this now. A part of me thinks if they hadn't made that stupid non-apology video, I actually think they would have fared better, but the reaction to the apology video was so bad that I think they might actually be dushed. Which is nuts, because it's like, you should be facing the consequences from the actions, which was writing the character witness letter for Danny Masterson, who's just been jailed and sentenced... Uh, for a myriad of sexual crimes. Uh, that should be what you're getting flack for and not the shitty apology. And I know they are getting flack for that, but it's... Hopefully you get what I mean. I just... It, so it's it's crazy that they said anything and I don't know who told them to, whether anyone told them to or whether they just did it of their own accord. But yeah. Disappointing flop behaviour throughout Hollywood the last three weeks. My God, it has been... You wait, what is it they say about flops? You wait for one flop and then three come at once. Anyway, we're back next week with some great guests. I'm so excited. We're talking about the downfall of a social media giant. That should be enough of a hint, I think. Um, I've plugged everything else. I'd love if you could leave a five-star review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening to this. If you leave a review in your nickname on Apple Podcasts, five-star, preferably, um, I will recommend a personalised bop or flap to you that I love or have been loving. So just leave your nickname and five stars and I will shout you out at the end of the next episode if you are in the market for that. 
My name is Fanil Jones. This has been Flat Culture. Editing was done by the wonderful Adam Shanahan. Until next week, bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.